Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. All right. Welcome to the resurgence of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I guess I would probably be the newest voice on the podcast uh, because this is my first appearance on on the podcast. My name is Rick Rogers. I am the new owner of Star Local Media, and I am blessed to have uh, some of the best sports writers in North Texas as part of my team. Matt Welch. How's it Devin, going, sir? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We are with Devin Hess. Yeah, Devin Hessen. Yes. Uh, we are here, the three of us, to talk about high school soccer and the all area girls and boys soccer teams that we have announced. And I got to tell you, it's amazing when we announce these online at StarLocalMedia.com. Our page views and our engagement go through the roof. It was one of our top viewed stories last week when we uh, announced the girls and um, the boys will get the same attention. So there is no doubt that when it comes to soccer, high school soccer in North Texas, this is some of the best soccer, not just in Texas, but in the country. And you guys get the pleasure of covering the games in person. Just, you know, how amazing is the talent that you guys see on the field? And, And Matt, maybe I'll jump in with you. I mean, it's it's a case where you're talking about teams that are recognized not only among the best in the state, but in a lot of cases, teams that stack up among the best in the country. It's um, I mean, and it doesn't really matter which crevice of the Metroplex you check out, whether it's, you know, the Frisco area, which has been on the rise for it feels like forever now. It just feels like more and more each year. You know, Frisco ISD is just such a you know top to bottom, maybe the most maybe pound for pound, maybe the best school district in terms of high school soccer in the entire state. But with what you've got, you know, out in Denton County with the Louisville ISD programs, just the rise of some of those northern uh, Collin County programs like Prosper, Salina, which had a massive year this season, um, and Plano. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's you really can't go wrong in any part of our coverage area when it comes to trying to find quality high school soccer. Yeah, and there are players, uh, there are areas where the, the, there is more talent. I mean, that's just the way it is. And Frisco ISD, that you alluded to, um, you know, produced the girls and boys uh, state champions, both from Wakeland. Yep. Uh, but what if I told you that neither team even won the district? I know. That's, that's, I mean, that will never not blow my mind. <laughs> and and that, just, that just shows you how deep and, and rich in talent that district is. Um, but, well, and you mentioned Louisville ISD as well, and then the Plano and Allens have had, had runs over the years. Yeah. But uh, soccer, especially in the last, uh, you know, over in my ever, other coverage area, over in Mesquite ISD, Rowlett, Saxe, um, those teams have had some runs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as consistent as, as the Frisco ISD schools. But, you know, North Mesquite made a run. The boys made a run to the state tournament. Uh, the Saxe boys and Rowlett girls have each made long extended playoff runs in a, in a very tough region too. So, I mean, if you look at, you know, from one corner of our – coverage area to you know all four corners there's talent out there it's about as because there's just some sports that you just you know you're going to make a trip to state you know, each season and i feel like soccer is the one that yeah you like you know somebody from our staff is going down to georgetown in april at some point to cover the state tournament that was the case 
this this year. I mean, we had what the Salina boys, the Salina girls, Wakeland boys, Wakeland girls, and the Plano boys all made it to state. <laughs> it's um yeah, just what a uh, what a year. So just yeah, the all the all area team is a way of it's just kind of putting a nice bow on things. Like I like to think of the all area team as like if you were to put this our all area list in like a time capsule and like twenty years down the road, someone was looking back at that all area team, then it would be a nice kind of a nice kind of kind of a synopsis of what happened for that specific season for high school soccer in our coverage area that all of the major teams the major players everybody's represented that it's just kind of a nice little representation of just what happened that year in our coverage area for high school soccer that state saturday that was a long day matt it was you and i got to go on that trip and it was first early in the morning till late at night it was a good strong 12 hours of high school soccer it was and it wasn't even just because i mean the week prior covering the regional tournament i mean devin you're out at standard stadium in Carrollton. i'm at mckinney isd stadium in mckinney there's a quadruple header at both venues we had a team in all four games (laughs) and it's just yeah i mean this lot a lot of teams making some serious runs and yeah it all culminated down in georgetown at state with, I mean, a day that gave us kind of a little bit of everything. You got to start off with the Wakeland girls and that crazy comeback they had That's against amazing. Grapevine. They're down 2-0 inside the final 10 minutes, and then Corey Cochran just goes nuts with two goals, <laughs> and then they end up getting the uh, the game winner in overtime to, uh, to win a state championship. Then you follow that up. With um, with the Wakeland boys, just I mean, just putting just an absolute hurting on poor Dripping Springs. I mean, yeah. it was it was the uh, the elder statesman of the state tournament doing as uh, as they have many a time in the past with Wakeland once again hoisting a state title. And then you got just this this dream year from Plano to cap it all off. They wound up falling just a hairline short in a shootout against a really solid Lake Travis team. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a very very eventful cap to the uh, to the high school soccer season. So in terms of a cap to the high school season, if they did not see our all-area teams being announced in, in the paper, mm-hmm. let's kind of give them a few highlights on, on who won some of the superlatives mm-hmm. and maybe who they should look for and who deserves some, some special mention here. So why don't we start on the girls' side? Do you want to kind of roll through who our top superlatives were? I mean, yeah, naturally. I mean, you know that Frisco ISD is going to be represented in some capacity. And, Devin, I know that's, I mean, that's half the battle with when you're having to kind of narrow down all these candidates because, I mean, you you could make an all-area team just off Frisco ISD players just in general. So just, I mean, yeah, we had a few of this. Just what was it like kind of going through that process of like, okay, how do you how do you find a, a nominee for Offensive Player of the Year? How about Defensive Player of the Year? While well, at the same time making sure that, you know, that Wakeland, which had an incredible season, they get, you know, justified representation. Just what was what was that process like on your end? Well, that it, that would always be uh, fun to be a fly on the wall in that all-district yeah. meeting when all, all these coaches are fighting for their players and um you know obviously we lean very heavy heavily on the all district uh list because that's what the coaches the coaches deem you the most valuable player in one of the best districts in the yeah. state who we're we cer- we're certainly going to take that into <laughs> who consideration we to say <laughs> yeah uh but one thing you got to remember also is most times they meet the first week right after the regular season ends mm-hmm. to vote for all district so it's settled so this isn't something that they do after the state after the playoffs this is all stuff that was based on the district season mm-hmm. so you know you look at i mean we're talking about the girls right now but in wakeland did get get three you know superlative awards but um you wonder sometimes if you know the voting would change based on what happens over the you know a, a three-week period in the, in the playoffs especially a, a team like wakeland that makes a run to the to the state championship but you know there's just across the board there's no there's no shortage of, of, of standout players to choose from the problem is narrowing it down yeah. <laughs> so oh, no. do you guys i'm just curious i'm not in the room when you pick the all area team how how lively is the conversation is the debate between between the three of you 
some years it's there's some years you just kind of go in knowing who's probably going to have the edge in a certain category some years you have four or five athletes that are all worthy of one superlative it's just kind of a case-by-case scenario like in the case of this year like i just kind of ended knowing i mean we just saw you know the salina girls and the wakeland girls win state championships so you felt like those two programs are probably going to have to be represented in some fashion on the superlative since they achieved what they did this season and that was the case with um you know with our MV pick, or MVP pick, who was on um, with Salina, their super scorer, Taylor Strajewski, who, I mean, she could have won MVP last year. She was the Offensive Player of the Year after she broke the state's single-season scoring record with 114 goals, and she didn't have to, uh, you know, she didn't have to match that production this year, you know, and probably, you know, for the better, because I don't think Salina wanted to put that kind of onus on her to where you feel like you have to get, you know, over 100 goals for us to get to where we want to go. Um, you know, her, I mean, yeah, she, quote-unquote, only had six 62 goals this season, which I think was still, you know, far and away the best of any player in the area Um, on top of 28 assists, which was, I believe, 11 more than she had last season. So they really kind of did emphasize, you know, spreading the ball around, you know, trying to maximize because they, I mean, they had a lot of capable scoring options in that Salina team and they just blew the doors off everyone this year, you know, but just, just to kind of, I guess, deter teams from just loading up on trying to defend Taylor, just, you know, getting everybody else involved and you just, you saw what happened this year and I mean, she still maintained her awesome production all the way through. There really wasn't a team in this state that ever like had an answer for her. You know, even you think last year when their season ended against Midlothian Heritage in the semifinals, I don't believe Salina scored a goal in that match. Well, they played, I mean, I'm sure the personnel was a little bit different, but they played that Heritage team for the state title, and then Strajewski has two goals and an assist in that matchup. She was named the MVP of the state tournament at 4A. So, just, I mean, just what she accomplished as an, on an individual level with what Salina did as a team overall, that just, I mean, that, that made her candidacy for MVP quite strong this year. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously Frisco ISD had their share of, rep- of representative in, in the major awards. You know, mm-hmm. Lexi Lee over at Frisco. Frisco's the team that actually won the, the district championship, yeah. uh, made a good playoff run, uh, almost set up a, a showdown with, with Wakeland in the regional finals. They, they lost a heartbreaker to Highland Park uh, in the semifinals. But uh, obviously a great season for them. And then, you know, Wakeland had a pair of superlative awards. Uh, Sophia Pear was our defensive player of the year, and uh, Drew Stover, their outstanding keeper, was our goalkeeper of the year. But, you know, when we're selecting the team we also can't get too overly focused on the hotbeds yeah, on the yeah, teams that made sure. that made you know long extended runs I, I, I look at a player like Bree Thompson over at Horn um, you know if you just look at that district that was a district that featured Rockwall which made their special run to the state tournament um, they rolled to that district title but for all their star power Bree Thompson over at Horn was voted the most valuable player um, she's a player with tremendous talent. She signed with the University of Texas to continue her career. Um, she just didn't have the personnel around her that some of these other teams mm-hmm. have. But we got to, you know, you have to look for girls like that, players like that, and recognize their talents and their seasons as well. Yeah, because you want there to at least be a healthy mix of our markets represented. I mean, it's we. I mean, at the end of the day, we still cover you know what fourteen different markets, and I mean almost fifty high schools, and yeah, I mean, whereas obviously you have a lot of talent that might be, you know, a bit of you know. In in one specific area, obviously, there's still plenty of, of merit to go around, and we like the all-area all list to kind of represent that as well. Well, and that's a good point, too. I mean, these are individual awards, and yes, obviously, you know, the team achievement plays a role in it, mm-hmm. but, you know, these are individual awards, and the talent that they produce and the numbers they produce drive, you know, the opportunity to make either a superlative award or the first team and, and or second team, and just so much talent across the entire Star mm-hmm. Local Media footprint. Uh, 
high school soccer, no question, is alive and well and thriving in, in, in North Dallas and North Texas for sure. Um, you want to pivot to the to the boys' side? Of course. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, before we do that, though, you know, do need to, to quickly give a shout-out to our boys' team sponsor, FC Dallas. Um, I don't know about you guys, uh, but – Something special is going on at Toyota Stadium this season. I've had a chance to attend quite a few games. I was a season, been a season ticket holder for a long time, and this 2022 team is extremely fun to watch. I was at last Saturday's game, sellout crowd, 2-0 victory. They haven't lost a game in, in nine matches uh, at the time of this recording. They've only lost one match all season. If you guys haven't had a chance to get out to Toyota Stadium, I encourage you to do so. This 2022 FC Dallas team is really fun to watch. Their next home match is on Sunday, May 22nd against Minnesota United. It's actually the Hall of Fame match on Saturday. The National Soccer Hall of Fame is having their 2022 induction ceremony. And if you're a country music fan, Zach Brown Band is going to be the performing uh, concert. So um, I'm a big Zach Brown Band guy. Okay. So excited to go there. But hey, just a big quick shout out to FC Dallas for being our all area boys team sponsor and, mm-hmm. and encourage everybody to get out to Toyota Stadium to catch to catch a game. All right, boys squad. So just hey, just like the girls. So much talent on the boys' side in terms of high school soccer in our market. And, you know, when you look back at the season, guys, what were some of the big highlights? Um, for me, it just the the run that Plano went on. It's um, you know, you ha- you come into the season kind of anticipating that some of the more entrenched programs like your Wakelands, you know that Wakelands going to be a factor at some juncture deep in the playoffs. These programs that have been there, done that, and have really kind of caught fire in recent years. Now Plano used to occupy that space <laughs> once upon a time. Plano is one of the most decorated high school soccer programs in the entire state. You know, but they've um, you know, been looking to kind of get back to that form. Um, you know, they entered this season looking for their first playoff win since 2012 mm-hmm. and I mean they weren't I mean at least externally there wasn't a whole lot of like you know keep an eye on this Plano team and whatnot but all I mean Plano has been preaching all season long that they were going to get to state that they were going to win state and you know despite again despite not having won a playoff game in 10 years and that um just that whether it was just harboring that I mean obviously they had a lot of a lot of you know senior laden experience but just harboring that that talent with the the camaraderie that mentality the confidence that they played with it all culminated in in, uh, in a really special year, getting back to state for the first time since 2009. Like I said earlier, finishing as state runner-up to uh, to Lake Travis, and just one of those runs that you just n- don't necessarily see coming at the start of the year. Those are the ones that are always fun for me. They were so close. I know. Just, so it was a shootout. Close. You know, again, they played zero to zero through a hundred minutes, and just uh, yeah, the Lake Travis keeper just had a had a couple nice stops there in the uh, in that shootout. And and we might be kind of coming off like oh, you know, Wakeland is Wakeland. They, Tell them that this, oh, yeah. was, this was a special True. season. Every every ch- time you win a state championship, it's a special season, and every season has a different story. And um, you know, I mentioned earlier that um, that Wakeland didn't win the district; Lone Star did. Um, and that was <laughs> that, as fate would have it, they met in the regional final. Now, Lone Star beat Wakeland twice during the regular season. But I think as, as I tweeted out, I think that day I said, "But beating regular season Wakeland and beating playoff Wakeland are two totally different things." Yeah. And um, those two teams played a classic. I mean, it went. Wakeland was down a man for much of the much of the match. Uh, hung out as a tie tie game goes into a shootout and uh, in dramatic fashion, Wakeland pulls it out um, and penalties. And then, kind of when you look at how Wakeland handled, 
you know, the, the competition at the state level, you could make an argument that Lone Star was the second best team in the state. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if they get past that, if they're the ones to get out of that game, they're the ones that are hoisting the state championship trophy. Um, so, like I say, it was just anytime you win a state championship, you know, there there's the story in it. it Within itself is a special one, especially for those Wakeland guys being able to go back to back. It was just, it was just the, the, an affirmation of just this. It's a dynasty now, is what mm-hmm. it is essentially. It's, I mean, because I'm just looking through. I got there. I mean, that was their fifth state championship. But you look at just the years that they've won. They won in the first one came in 2010. They won then again in 2017, 2018, 2021, and then this year, 2022. Wow. And that's excluding the uh, the COVID year, which who knows what they would have done in 2020. Um, so yeah, they're like like I said, that space that that Plano once occupied back in the '70s and the '80s with what they were doing there. That's but, not what Wakeland is. They're now the like the the gold standard for high school soccer. But in, then you in the also state of Texas. then you also look at 2016. They lost in the state semifinals. Yeah. 2019, they lost in the state finals. You know they they're they're, <laughs> they're a couple plays away from winning seven eight in the last decade. Goodness, what a what a special program. You know what that means when you win five. Instead of four star, you don't make five stars across the crest. You have one gold star. You talk. You said okay. it was a gold standard program. <laughs> it's a gold star program. So now they have a gold star above their crest, and that's a, a very special feat for soccer programs. So culturally, I mean, you know, you, you look at a program like Wakeland. It almost becomes an expectation that they're going to be making a state run. Mm-hmm. You know, a, as their students go up, I mean, they're they're almost expected to. You know, go to state or win state. How much pressure does that you think on the you know on these athletes and these coaches? I mean, it's got to be. Uh, I mean, you know, kind of a weight. It's it's an enormous amount of pressure, but you know, these kids are also select players, club players Good that point. travel the country, travel the world, mm-hmm. playing and playing against the best athletes, not just here but overseas. A lot of them. Um, so you know, facing top competition is nothing nothing new for them, and they do it year round. Um, and you know, I. Wakeland is a hotbed. In the Frisco ISD, I should say, is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if you were moving in from out of state and you had a child that was an excellent soccer player and you start investigating, you have kind of a, a broad area where you can move, you look up Wakeland. I mean, if your son or daughter is looking at to, to you know, at a soccer career, for instance, at a scholarship, you want them to play for the best. You want them to get noticed. You want them to compete, you know, every day in practice and every week on the field. Um, and so I think the reputation does help. I think that helped Plano for years. Yeah. I had, I, I mean, even growing up around here, I played soccer and I played on select teams. And I had friends that I grew up with in Garland that all of a sudden, when they got to about to go to high school, I'm like, Where, I'm going to Garland. I'm going to North Garland. They're like, I'm going to Plano. Because all of a sudden, their parents <laughs> decided to move uh, out to Plano, so their you know, so their son or daughter, so their son could play um, for the Wildcats. And mm-hmm. and you know, I think there's probably a small degree that happens out in in Frisco and in, you know, Louisville, I see any place you have a, a talented program. But uh, yeah, like I say, and it's not again. We've talked a lot about Wakeland, but the you know reputation of Lone Stars is, gr- uh, is growing mm-hmm. out there on the boys' side. The, the Frisco girls won, um, and. and you know, it's it's just it keeps growing and growing and growing though. So who's the next one to step up? Because they got two more, two more opening here in the next year or two. You're in, that's right. That's you're right. You're in change. And, and hold on a minute. You you held out something on me. I didn't know that you played soccer. 
I play. I that played was a goal- long time. Ago, I played. Right? Goal- I played goalkeeper. We need to set up a goal and let's, yeah, let's do like, some PKs. Well, I, I play forward, so I'll, you're oh, on. Here we go. I see a little competition. This might be a. You might see a Insta or a, a, a YouTube live video of a PK contest between Devin and I. Did this star local media shoot out? <laughs> oh, we even have a name now. I love it. I love it. I'm just over here dribbling my basketball all by yeah. my lonesome. <laughs> uh, we'll do a free throw contest yeah. for you, Matt. Um, so let's talk through some of the superlatives sure. on the boys' side. Uh, well, give us some highlights, Matt. Um, let's see. Obviously, like I said, some of the programs that we have mentioned, you know, Plano, Wakeland, they were all represented in some fashion. The Salina boys as well, who had their best ever season, finishing with a 4A runner-up finish. They were all represented in, um, you know, very quite well. Um, you know, in Plano's case, our MVP went to Nolan Giles, the forward for Plano, who was named the 6XA MVP, All-State first team. He tied the uh, the record for the most goals scored at the Class 6A state tournament with his three goals in their semifinal win over Katy Seven Lakes. Um, just very instrumental to their success. During district play, he accounted for uh, for just over 60% of their goals between goals and assists and whatnot. Just a, it was a quality player who was named Newcomer of the Year last year as a junior, built off of that by, you know, developing into one of the top forwards in the state. Um, elsewhere for Plano, I mean, their their run to state doesn't happen without the work and goal from Henry Huffstetler, who, despite PKs being, in theory, a 50-50 proposition, he somehow saved five of them in the, play, in the postseason alone. He saved at least one in four of their first five playoff games. I mean, in a, two of which were decided in shootouts. So, I mean, he was, I mean, you can obviously, there's a lot of reasons why Plano made the run that it did, but he is right at, right near, if not at the very top of that, which is his his work in net, and he was named our goalkeeper of the year for the work that he did. Their coach, Tex McCullough, um, who, um, like I said, that mentality that Plano had at the start of the year, that was all Coach McCullough. He was the one preaching, we are winning state, we are getting to state, and those kids carried themselves with that kind of swagger all year long. They had a knack for second-half adjustments. They outscored teams 9-4 to four in the second half of matches during the playoffs, wow. and a lot of that is Coach McCullough's fingerprints. So, yeah, shout-out to Tex getting, the, getting Coach of the Year on our end, um, you know, uh, with with Wakeland, they accounted for our defensive player of the year, Riley Garza. I mean, it was impossible to score in that team all season long, and he was named the top defender in that district over in 9-5A, earning that recognition there. Uh, Salina, their, um, their leading scorer, Justin Watkins, came away with our offensive player of the year. He scored, let me see, I have it, what, 32 goals, 8 assists on the year, named All-State first team, you know, it, that was a team that really leaned on, you know, two strong seniors last season to do all their scoring, both of which were named to our all-area team last year, and Tony Cantoran, Marco Serrana. Those two graduated, so there was a massive void, about 50, 60 goals that had to be replaced. And, you know, kind of like the girls, they tried to do as much of it by committee as they could. Um, you know, but there was, I mean, Watkins was, you know, head and shoulders offensively among the pack with what he was able to do statistically. He was named the Offensive Player of the Year in that district. Again, All-State first team and our Offensive Player of the Year. So, um, yeah, some of the highlights there with the superlatives. Yeah, and, and you, you brought up the selection process earlier and how kind of we uh, narrow down the field. That, that's a lot of times when we get into and we take superlatives. We take what the district honors mm-hmm. into consideration. And a lot of times that kind of works as a tiebreaker. Uh, I mean, I'll bring up a guy like Brennan Bezdek from Wakeland, who a lot of people think is probably the biggest standout, best player in the in the area, um, and he certainly has showed that over the last four years. Yeah, no um, he did not get one of our superlatives, and he was certainly up for consideration, certainly up for discussion. Um, but kind of the tiebreaker was in a in that rich di- that talent rich district over there. He didn't get a superlative award, 
and he was named the first team, obviously, but he didn't get one of those superlative honors, whereas, you know, we had others that did, and that kind of tipped the scales somewhat in their favor. And so sometimes it just comes down to something as, as little as that. So if they have not had a chance to see either the girls or the boys, all area teams, pick up a copy of your local publication of Star Local Media, um, either in the Sunday, May 8th edition or the May 15th edition for the boys' side, or go to starlocalmedia.com. Uh, it is most likely probably in the most viewed story section of our website, of our homepage, or go to the sports section and or the sports section of your local publication to read all of the details and see all of the honorees. And again, what an incredible high school soccer season. What an incredible job by by the sports team here at Star Local Media and the coverage we provided, and, and really really proud we could bring all the games to our to our readers. Real quick before we wrap up, um, we're kind of in the thick of spring sports playoffs, baseball, softball, track. Any kind of highlights you want to share in terms of what's happening across the uh, across the coverage area? Might what any big games coming up that you want to talk about real quick? Well, we're right now, we're in the, uh, I guess, what, the regional quarterfinal round for softball. We're in the area round for baseball. So still a little a little early in the grand scheme of things for the baseball and softball playoffs. But, you know, we're going to see the, the herd kind of thin a bit, especially yeah. in these coming weeks, because now you're you're starting to pair district champions against each other, at least on the softball side of things. Um, but you get some things like like over in 6-6-A, you have, you know, two, uh, you know two, two rivals in Hebron and Marcus that both advanced to the... Uh, you know, to the regional quarterfinals, Hebron, which won its first ever district championship, but they're playing a Marcus team that is just, I mean, there might not be a more confident team right now in the state as far as just the way that they're hitting hitting the ball with um, what they were able to do in the first round, taking down the top-ranked team in the area, sweeping them in Prosper. Um, this is a team that, I mean, they're, they're basically, they weren't even assured to get into the playoffs. They needed to win a play-in game against Flower Mound just to qualify as the four seed, and they've been able to take that momentum, and then they went on and they, again, stunned a, a red hot prosper team and then they took care of business last week in their second round matchup and um, now we'll see what they can do against the what was again record wise the best team in 66a their rivals uh their rivals um i guess what is it a little bit what east with uh with uh with hebron so uh yeah that's um that's certainly on my radar for this week um i don't know what your week's looking like Devin, but obviously i know there's still plenty of a uh, plenty of heavy, heavy hitters in frisco that are still kicking around i was gonna say my field has been thinned quite a bit on the, <laughs> well, the, on the Garland east, on east and the yes. have gone quietly um, into the night uh yeah and it's still relatively early but one team that um not to take anything away from memorial the softball team because mm-hmm. they're still alive as well but uh heritage has kind of been a team to watch all year long yeah. uh they made the playoff this is only their third playoff appearance um but they're 27 and one they've been ranked number two uh in the texas girls coaches association poll for most of the year uh they have a dominant pitcher in in jensen in jensen hall and you know, last, albeit not against the toughest competition, but she threw a five-inning perfect game and struck out 13 of the 15 batters yeah. she faced. Uh, the road is obviously going to get much tougher, and they're going to be, if they get past Prosper Rock Hill on Thursday, they're going to be going into uncharted waters. Uh, but, you know, when you got a dominant pitcher in softball, that means the world. And when you got the offense to go by, to back her up, uh, Heritage is going to be a fun team to watch, and I think they can make a make a run. 
We've also got the, the state track meet coming up later this week. Yes. And we always have a ton of healthy representation down in Austin at the state track meet. Um, obviously, you know, as we've, you know, obviously first go ISD has a ton there, you know, some stuff on my end I'm looking forward to, you know, if, you know, Plano East, they're uh, one of their top sprinters that's ever come through that program. Uh, Taraya Kelly, she's, uh, I guess, taking a, a stab at the, uh, the long awaited gold medal, trying to get on that, uh, on that medal stand. She's been really, really close, but, um, you know, she'll be competing in the hundred, the 200, their sprint relay as well. She'll be one of the names to watch locally. Lovejoy, which has just taken off as far as just what their cross-country program has done. I mean, the cross, their cross-country program has always been great, but the girls especially just went to a completely different level this season, winning a, uh, their first ever 5A state championship, and they've a lot of those runners are tearing it up in track. Uh, Kaylee Littlefield especially, who won a state championship in the 800 as a freshman, wow. and she is just and she just picked up where she's left off. I mean, just un, untouchable in that race right now. She broke through her own regional record last week or not this what two weeks ago at um in arlington and um you know she'll be definitely one of the, one of the names to watch there um i was gonna say and, and how about our uh boys hurdlers i know i was rivalry. just about to bring that up i know <laughs> the uh, the two future longhorns yep. um you know kendrick smallwood with uh, with poteet and uh cody blackwood with uh, mckinney north um you know they uh, they kind of traded first and second place in the 110s and the 300s at regionals with uh with blackwood breaking rg3's regional record in um in the 110s and then cody blackwood just edging him by i think it was what like two hundredths of a second it was it was a razor thin finish between those two but blackwood got the better of smallwood in the 300s and uh, yeah, now they get to do it with all the uh, all the chips on the table for a state championship. Yeah, that's that's been a fun one to watch the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, it just you know when you have two guys that aren't going to see each other until you get to the regional yeah. state level, uh, they probably saw each other early on as well. But um, when you have somebody that close that can push you, when you're I mean, because Kendrick Smallwood is ranked number one in the, in the country in terms of high school yeah. at the one ten. So when you have somebody you know just down the corner or you know just down the corner basically uh, that can push you that that's at your level and they push each other, uh, which they basically done for four years. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been fun to watch, and like you said, this is going to be their their swan song before they head back to Austin in the fall. There's also a uh, a discus thrower over at Marcus. I don't know if you've heard of heard of uh, Emma Strala and just the work that she's been able to do. She had she, man, I, I wish I had her PR in front of me, but she so her I forget her mark, whatever one at regionals, but I know it would have been 16 feet better than whoever the boys oh, regional champion was. Wow. She is that incredible an athlete. She is that special a talent, and um, she has I believe the number one ranked uh, discus throw in the in the nation for this season. And, um, you know, she'll be looking to, you know, improve on what she was able to accomplish last year at State as a, as a sophomore. But, yeah, another name to keep an eye on is, yeah, I mean, just there's, again, like soccer, there's a lot of talent around this area that doesn't just stack up on a statewide level. It is a national level of recognition that a lot of these athletes um, enjoy. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. So keep, to keep up with all of the great sports, a- sports action that we're covering, obviously, starlocalmedia.com slash sports. StarLocalMedia.com. We redesigned the website. It's a lot cleaner, easier to navigate. If you want to find your specific publication, your market, go to our homepage, click on the Publications tab in the upper left-hand corner. We actually highlighted it in red. Choose which market is your market. That way you can bookmark that, go right to your community, go down to the sports section, and keep up with all the great work that our sports staff is doing. Guys, 
the podcast. This is a special episode. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're back. A teaser. It's a teaser. And here's here's the deal. Um, you know, we want to definitely bring this back for high school football. Uh, we're going to be working to look for some special uh, marketing sponsors and partners. You know, the the listen the listens the number of downloads for this sports podcast. You know, nears a thousand an episode. So you know, we have an audience here. There's definitely an appetite for it. So our goal is to bring, you know, the high school Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast back, you know, to uh, full weekly episodes starting for high school football. But we want to bring it back for, you know, spotlighting the all area girls and boys soccer teams. Talk a little bit of uh, uh, spring sports as well. And, uh, you know, hey, go Mavs, go Stars. We can't forget them, too. It's a special time here in Dallas for sports. And uh, Matt, Devin. We have an episode back. So we're, we we're, we're back, and here we go. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, this is the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast special episode. See you soon. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.